Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, joined by my co-host, the Zoobs. A rare 4 o'clock start for the Leafs today. The game is now over, and the Leafs are falling to the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 6-4. to four. It was an ugly one, wasn't it, Zoobs? A big dent in uh, Sheldon Keith's Jack Adams run, but uh, <laughs> no, you well, know. it ended the perfect streak. <laughs> I think we knew that it wasn't going to be perfect. Uh, lots to solve and lots to fix for tomorrow, but... Yeah, not a great game. Not not what you want to see. Um, I thought many many opportunities to win this game and, and some some individual mistakes. I think, for lack of a better term, uh, uh, may have cost them this one. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think just you know turnovers was kind of the name of the game. Um, it seemed like every single goal that you take a look at, if you watch the replay, at some point during that shift, it was a turnover that the Leafs had had made to the Sabres, and the Sabres just made them pay for it. And that's just going to happen. And I think, you know, what after looking at the, the post-game quotes and based on what I saw myself, you know, it kind of – they're all agreeing, uh, the players all agreeing, that they just were doing a tough a tough job trying to fight through the neutral zone. It was kind of a, a really tough, tough game for them. I think the Sabres were playing really tight, um, which – I think it's the biggest difference between what we saw tonight, what we've seen over the past couple of games where the Leafs have been able to be victorious, where they're kind of coming through the neutral zone with a lot of speed. They've been able to kind of move the puck around a lot and kind of do whatever they wanted, to be quite honest with you. But now there's there's that tape out there. You know, they're, there's, they're now being scouted. There's some film about what Keefe likes to do and the systems that he's putting in place. And I think that Buffalo did a pretty good pre-scout, and they took away one of those strengths that the Leafs have had over the past couple of games uh, since Keefe has taken over. But at the end of the day, you know, the like you said, the individual mistakes, you know, like even I thought Matthews was was he was more of a positive for Buffalo. Uh, him being out on the ice, he was more of a positive for Buffalo than he was to Maple Leafs tonight. Yeah, I don't think it's a stretch to say it might have been his worst game of the year. Uh, definitely his worst game under Keefe. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this again in good, bad, and ugly, but you mentioned looking back at the replay and being able to point to individual mistakes. I think on, on three of the goals, it's almost directly after uh, a Matthews turnover in his own zone, which is yep just careless, especially the last one, uh, the fifth goal. Oh, the VC goal? Man, in the in the third what period, in the third period, in the situation where they're in, you can't be chipping that puck into your own slot, uh, into your guy's feet. It just... It's just a lazy play. Right out in front of the goalie, too. Yeah. Like, what Re- are you doing? Really bad. As well, um, you know, I know we'll, we'll get into this, but Hutchison on game one of a back-to-back. Turns out, maybe that wasn't the issue. <laughs> yeah, not too good. Not too good. And, I mean, well, let's, let's get into it right now. I, I thought, you know, the excuse was kind of built in that he was playing in front of tired legs, and that's kind of why Hutchinson hasn't had the, the success this season. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think now you, we can go ahead and just say he's not an NHL goaltender. He's just not. Yeah. And he proved it tonight. Yeah. He had every single possible thing going for him. Even the 4 p.m. start. He's used to 4 p.m. starts where the rest of these guys playing for the Sabres, they're NHL players. They don't play the 4 p.m. starts like they do in the AHL, something that he did often. You know, that was one of the things that they said was a reason for starting him in this game over Anderson, not just the fact that they want to change things up and get somebody else playing in the in the front end of a back-to-back, but also just the fact that, you know, he was used to it, and now he came out and laid an egg. So it's, it's I think the Hutchinson experiment uh, is, is over. 
at the end of the day. I, I don't know if he's, you know, due to the cap and the fact that they don't have anybody else to kind of bring up, whether it's actually over, because it seems like they, they, they're a little stuck right now. But uh, it's certainly not a good position for the Leafs to be in. No, yeah. All that plus plus a 2 nothing lead. Um, you know, it, 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 they were all uh, tough. They were pretty tough goals. There's a two-on-one and there's some open shots. But you need you need one of those to be saved. You need one stop, especially when, you know, the second period is slipping away the way that it is. Uh, one of those needs to be stopped. I know that, you know, I, I'm not going to blame him too much on, on the VC goal that was put right on the platter but you know there was some there were some plays where you just need to stop there not that not that he was you know and, you know I'm making excuses here but the numbers are the numbers he's given up at least four goals in, in every game even if you want to say it's been a hard it's been hard for him and he's, he's been in hard spots and they've been tough goals like you can't give up four goals a game no matter what is happening in front of you and expect that your job isn't going to be on the line at the end of the day no I think as an NHL goaltender you have to be able to make a couple of stops I don't care if you're a backup you know you still need to be able to make a couple of stops to either keep your team in it when you're bleeding or to keep your team ahead when you're when you're up by a goal or two and it just seems like Hutchinson he's now had five opportunities six opportunities to do so and he just hasn't done it like in six games he's been able to get one point one point in games that Hutchinson has started so that's you know, they, they got to do something uh, like, would you even think about maybe calling Michael Neuverth back? Be like, hey, if you're healthy, you know, come back for the league minimum that we were going to sign you at at your PTO. And let's get you kind of get you groomed up so that you could be ready to go maybe even by the new year, at least at the very least, um, and, and get him going. And then maybe try and see if Michael Neuverth could do something. Because yeah. realistically, I think the, the biggest issue with him, sorry, I'll let you you know get on that point, but. The big issue with him, too, was the fact that Babcock was just like, no, you're done. Get out of here then if you don't want to play. And now there's a coaching change. Maybe, you know, the relationship isn't as soured as it once may have been if they tried to call him to come back to the team. Yeah, I'd be exhausting all options. I'd be calling anybody because, as you said, it's only one point in five games. You you really can't – it can't Six. be much worse. <laughs> Seven if you include uh, – if you include Cascasuo. Sure, and I do. Um, like, yeah, you you really like if somebody else coming in really can't do much worse than than not getting any points. I I really thought this was his chance um, to carve this out, especially being recalled, especially having Keith, especially having Buffalo, as you said, especially a four p.m. game, the first half of a back to back. Everything, 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 everything in his favor, including a two nothing lead. Uh, again, not not the prettiest action in front of him probably uh the whole second period there they would like to have back but one of those one of those needs to be stopped and to keep them in this game yeah definitely um i thought something else that i was kind of interested to see what was going to happen was you know this is the first time that the leafs faced any sort of adversity you know they were up two nothing and then allowed four unanswered in the second period and went into the third down down 4-2 and it was the first time that we had seen a Sheldon Keefe led Toronto Maple Leafs trailing going into a period or trailing at all so I was kind of interested to see how they respond coming out of the third I just want to get your thoughts quickly how you thought that they played in that first little bit of the third period um, after you know trailing going into it um, some 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 good some good moments I thought I thought Kapanen looked really aggressive I loved the play uh, Patan made 
I love that the captain and goal. I love that goal start to finish where, you know, as you said, the book had been out and they had struggled to get through the neutral zone there for a good half of the game. And then to chip and chase and have Patan win that battle and, and make that a goal out front. I thought that was a great look at how they can adapt and how they're willing to change their strategy and play to their strengths with speed. Um, you know, well, it's, I, it's, it's mid game adjustments, right? Absolutely. Right. And I agree with you. And that's I, exactly I was what you need to that. do as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and that was, um, you know, good to see. I, I still think the issues here was the defensive zone. I, I really just shaking my head. The Matthews plays you, you. What are you thinking? Or, you know, Ugh. is it a hangover or are you just not focused? Like, he just looked uh, really out of sync with the rest of the team. Bad passes, bad decisions, bad chips. So, you know, I think on the whole, I was also very interested to see how they would respond to adversity. Uh, and I think on the puck and on the offensive zone, they were willing to change and they were willing to adapt and they were willing to try new things and, and to a measure of success. But uh, still a lot of work to do. And I think this is important for us and for the team and for everybody who is around this team to sort of recognize that as good as things had been offensively in the last three games, still a lot of work to do in the defensive zone. And, and that's where the difference is going to be, you know, in the playoffs. And I'm coming on the stretch here. We know they can skill to skill with teams. We know they're going to be able to outscore teams a lot of nights. But when it comes down to defensive zone coverage and smart plays behind your own net and getting the puck forward, uh, that's where the wins and losses are going to be decided when the games really tighten up. Yeah, and this is a time that they can kind of, they need to grow from this. You know, now they know where they have some deficiencies. Uh, and this is now when Sheldon Keefe going into a, a second game of a back-to-back. It's against the exact same team. So whatever didn't work, you got to figure out a way to get around that in the same way. You know, defensively, whatever you were doing wasn't working. Jack Eichel was untouchable tonight. You got to figure out a way to to uh, to slow him down going into tomorrow's game. And, you know, that's, that's the beauty of a home-and-home. Home. You, you know, it, it gives you a chance to kind of clean up a little bit of those mistakes. Uh, coming up, let's chat the good, the bad, the ugly, and then we'll talk a little bit about what the Leafs are going to need to do tomorrow night in order to not go 0 for 2 and try and kind of salvage uh, some points in this in this home and home back to back games. And that's all coming up in just a moment. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Leafs Podcast. Mike DeSefano alongside the Zoobs. Leafs with a 6-4 loss to the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, there was a lot, I guess this afternoon, I'm so used to saying tonight, but it was a 4 <laughs> o'clock game. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it was it was quite an ugly game. It really was. And, you know, I, it's almost like I forgot how to do the good, the bad, the uglies because it's been so good the last few games ever since they made the coaching change. But today we got kind of slapped a little bit with reality, and uh, we realize that the Leafs do have some deficiencies still. They're not the perfect team that was going to go 57-0 and down the stretch, uh, and there was a lot of ugly in this one to, to kind of show us that and prove that. Uh, but first, let's start it off on a bit of a high note. What did you see that was good tonight? I think, you know, anytime you get your captain on the score sheet multiple times, I thought John Tavares came out of the game. It came out of the gate, uh, and we've talked about good starts being important. Uh, two goals. Early, I thought, you know, maybe his best game under Keefe. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give it to Tavares. My, my second here would have been would have been Kapanen. I thought he played pretty well as well. It had some great moments uh, using his tools. But I'm going to give it to Johnny T for uh, what I thought was his best game under Sheldon Keefe. 
yeah, I think that line as a whole has really flourished under Keefe, and I'll be interested to see, you know, when Marner comes back, if they're going to break up that line. I would imagine uh, or the line of, of Mikheyev, Tavares, and Hyman, that is, not uh, Kapanen. But I'll be curious to see if they kind of break up that line a little bit. I would imagine they do just because we know that Tavares and Marner work out a lot. But, you know, I, I really like what Mikheyev has done. Uh, I thought that he, he, he had a pretty good game. Uh, but for me, I thought, you know, the fourth line actually didn't do too bad. Uh, Timoshov, I thought, had a pretty good game. Nick Patan as well. We kind of talked about earlier how he kind of went into the corner, dug out the puck, and sent it out in front for that goal from Timoshov. So I think, uh, was it Timoshov or Kapanen's goal? That's, that's Kapanen's goal. That's Kapanen's goal. For Kapanen's goal. Um, yeah, for Kapanen. Uh, so, you know, I thought that he had a pretty good game considering that, you know, he's a guy who's spent a lot of time in the press box, and I think he's another one who's kind of flourished ever since Sheldon Keefe's come into the come uh, come behind the bench. So I thought that he had a pretty good game. Uh, a lot more bad and a lot more ugly, though, in this one. Uh, let's start with the bad. What was bad about tonight? I'm going to give this one to Hutchinson. Um, you know, mm. not, that, not that he is A1 to blame for this, but we talked about it in the opening. You need a save in that third period. You need... When you go into the third period down 4-2, you need that to end at 4. It, it can't get to 5 and 6. I know there was an empty net goal and he stopped a penalty shot, but it, that ne- that game needed to stay at 4 because with the way this team is playing, you, you can believe in them to come back and score 2 in the third and, and to get it to 4-all. Slipping that, letting that slip, and again, it was a bad giveaway, but it, it, it needed to not be more than 4 goals. And I don't think they've won a game yet this year when giving up more than four, and he's given up at least four every time he has been in the cage. So, a bad for Hutchinson. Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty bad for Hutchinson for me. I had him in the ugly conversation. Uh, for me, turnovers, that's what mm. was bad. Lots and lots of turnovers. Um, it cost this team a lot of goals tonight. We kind of already touched on it. You know, Mc, um, Matthews was not McDavid, definitely not McDavid, <laughs> but Matthews uh, just, you know, he had a very poor game and, and a couple of goals are directly as a result to him mishandling the puck in his own zone, whether he was trying to clear it and just a bad job doing it, just kind of a, a soft shot up the boards that got stopped at the blue line or, you know, the the goal from Jimmy Vesey who turned out to be the game winner. He tried to shovel it over to, uh, I forget who it was out in front of the net, but it ends up in his skates and a quick turnover there. And next thing you know, you know, it's 5-3 after you had just put it to within a goal and it was kind of, it was, it was over at that point. Um, and it's it's just unfortunate that, you know, after three really good games, really encouraging games for Matthews, he took such a a um, a downturn in this one, uh, where it's not even like he just didn't play well; he played bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, you you took so, my ugly right out of my. Out of my <laughs> I have Matthews as the ugly, not to not to finger point, but he's supposed to be the the driving force offensively. He's supposed yep. to be the guy that you turn to when you need to play. He's supposed to be the guy that in the last 10 minutes of the third period is, you know, all over the ice and, and, and really, really leading the way. And instead, just handling the puck like a hand grenade in his own end, um, <laughs> you know, really looked, he looked disengaged. He looked not on the same page as his line mates and uh, probably ended up, as we said, I, you can draw back at least three of those goals almost directly to him sort of flubbing it in his own end. I don't expect that to be a trend. I don't think going forward this is a concern, but for one night, I thought he was probably the worst player uh, on the ice for the team. 
Certainly. Um, I think for myself, I, you know, like I said, I had Hutchinson in there just because at the end of the day, you allow five goals. Like that's, that's an ugly performance and Hutchinson, it's, it's become a trend. It's not like this is a one-time thing. So, you know, I, I don't want to harp on it too much because we've already done it a lot, not only today, but over the last couple of months. But he's not the answer in goal. I don't know if they need to go out and make a move, maybe move out one of your players with some salary so that you can actually get an attractive piece, not just somebody who's a, a $700,000, you know, barely tweener like Hutchinson because, you know, you, you get what you pay for. And if you're looking for a guy that's making league men, I mean, he's probably not going to be that much better than Hutchinson. So I think that there's going to be some serious question marks for the Leafs going forward, uh, what they're going to do with this roster here, because that is that's it's starting to really cost them, really cost them. Like it's cost them eleven points already. So yeah, and, and in an ideal world, you'd you'd like to have somebody back there that isn't just for back to backs, right? You you want somebody that you can yeah. put in against Buffalo on a weekday or or somebody like that. So I, I agree, it's it's. When you look at the the strengths and weaknesses, to me, that's number one right now is somebody that you can turn to because, you know, God forbid Frederick Anderson gets hurt, right? Like that's we're sort of blessed that he's been able to play 60 games a year. It, it could be a lot worse. There could be a lot bigger consequences besides him just not performing on back to backs and not being a good backup. He could be thrust into action any day. So um, I agree that, that that's a glaring, glaring problem right now and one that I expect them to be fully aware of and to be in the process of, of thinking about solving sometime in the near future. Honorable mention for ugly, the standings, because sure. now that I'm taking a look at them, <laughs> Buffalo has leapfrogged Toronto for an Atlantic divisional spot, leaving the Maple Leafs once again on the outside looking in. We'll that is an ugly look right there. Hopefully we do get it back. Hopefully we get it back tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll kind of tee up and chat about what they need to do in order to get past the Sabres tomorrow, and we'll do that on the other side. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Lease Podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, once again, part two of the back-to-back, home and home with the Buffalo Sabres. Dropped game one, six to four. Tomorrow they have game two, this time in the home barn, and this time it'll be Freddie Anderson in between the pipes. Do you like their chances more in game two after what you saw today? I really do. I think you can you can you can, you can clean the slate here. You can look at this and say, okay, Matthews not going to play that poorly again. On a, you know very often this year, uh, backup goaltending probably costs them one or two. You know, I, I don't think it's a huge lift to solve the problems that happen in this game and, and sort of batten those things down going forward. I expect a much cleaner game. I expect them to have sort of gotten slapped back to reality here and to and to know, you know, the truth of what it takes to beat teams on a night-to-night basis in the National Hockey League. I don't think it requires a drastic shift in the way they played. I think really, you know, I think we can agree that they – lost this game more than the Sabres won it and you clean up a few things it should be a handy win against a team like this definitely I I think that's that's probably a good way of saying it you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, at the end of the day Um, so you know what do you think are going to be the keys for Toronto to turn things around and get a win uh, 24 hours from now number one just clean things up just got just gotta you know be certain be be strong on the puck Um, really just 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 stay clean in your own zone with a with Again, we'll say it for the, maybe the third time, fourth time in this in this show already. Just 
three clean zone exits, and this is an easy win. So, you know, yeah. just just keep your level headed. Keep keep it, you know, on on the straight and narrow in your own end. Don't don't try to overdo it on the way out of the zone. And I think this should be something that they address pretty quickly. And and everyone acknowledges, as you said in the post game comments, everyone sort of acknowledged what went wrong. I don't think it takes that much to just clean up that effort exiting your own zone. Yeah, fight through the traffic in the neutral zone. Definitely a, a key for tomorrow. You know, for me, I think they got to slow down Jack Eichel. Like, you look at the game that he had, he was unbelievable. Every time he had the puck on a stick, he was making something happen. He was super dangerous. Uh, he was on the ice quite a bit for them. Uh, led the whole team with, with 20, 21 and a half minutes, two goals and assists, three points uh, on the on the ice for four goals, eight shots, won 15 face-offs. Like, Jack Eichel was amazing. And, you know, if they can try and slow him down a little bit tomorrow because they had no answers for him today, I think they'll have a better a better chance at uh, at winning that game. Real quick, just because we're on the, the topic of Jack Eichel, I've, I've kind of always thought that he was a bit underrated. I know people think that he's a really good player and a great player at that, but I think that just because he's always been kind of linked to Connor McDavid, he still gets short-sighted because he's not Connor McDavid, if that makes any sense. But to me, I think he has the potential. And I mean, I would even argue that he could potentially be right now a top 10 player in this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think part of what gets him docked is a lack of success from his team. I mean, how many years in a row has Buffalo had a top 10 pick and, and not sniffed postseason action you know you you get put on the national radar and you get to become part of the conversation when your team wins games as bad as the Oilers have been even even they snuck into the playoffs once already in McDavid's tenure I I think you know if Buffalo can experience some sustained success and, and maybe make some noise in a playoff run then we'll see a little bit more respect there but you know fair or not that is sort of how your name gets made in this league be honest here Sure. Be honest. After seeing Eichel tonight and how he plays in all three zones and how relentless he is on the puck, and he's he's 100% on every given shift, if given the option to have Jack Eichel or Austin Matthews oh, on your team, get out of here. who would you take? Austin Matthews. Come on. Man, I might take Jack Come Eichel. Come on. Man, I don't know if it's recency <laughs> bias based on the fact that Matthews played like a plug tonight. No and kidding. Eichel was by far and away the best player out on the ice today. Boy, but oh boy. man, he is a phenomenal player. What about every phenomenal? What about every other time these two have gone head to head? Eichel's still amazing. Ugh. You know, no. It's a coin flip. I'll say it's a coin flip. But like the problem is Matthews rarely plays well in his own zone. Eichel, even tonight, like the the uh, Kapanen on that breakaway, it was Eichel who got back there. And broke it up. A couple of times he broke up. He he was, you know, on the back check, breaking up plays. Like, he's just such a good player. He's an all-around player. Uh, he plays well in all, all zones. It's just something that I wish I could say. And it's consistent, too. You know, he's consistently doing it. And it's just that's that's the biggest knock on Matthews is his inconsistency. So I locked don't know, on but, locked on sabers, holy jeez! I know, I know. My well, I do the I do the weekly show with with Joe DiBiase. Uh, I do the weekly NHL show every Tuesday. We do our Eastern Conference show, and I think Joe's starting to rub off on me no a little kidding. bit. His his sabers fandom, uh, Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabers. I'll be curious actually to go and and see what he had to think about this game himself. I'm sure 
you'll be putting out an episode. Uh, and if you guys are curious about that too, you can check it out. Locked on Sabers. Um, all right, but the, one of the other keys that I have as well is I think that they need to get more traffic to the net. I think, you know, tonight they weren't that dangerous. Only eight uh, high-danger chances tonight. They need a little bit more than that, and I think if they can get some traffic out in front of the net and get themselves into some better scoring areas, then uh, they would have a, a much better chance of, of burying some goals tomorrow. Anything else from you? Uh, you know, play this game tape for Austin Matthews. I Let, let <laughs> Let him hear you <laughs> slander him in the streets. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I, I think an Austin Matthews back bounce back game is is really important tomorrow. Um, I hope so. You know, we're we're looking at two straight games where he hasn't really done much. Obviously, they blew out Detroit, so he really didn't have to. But you know, uh, he's somebody we expect night in night out to be dangerous and to be driving things. And there is you are not the first person to bring up Matthews versus Eichel as a comparison. Sort of every time they go head to head, two U.S. development guys, two guys that have been high oh, picks, sure. two guys to go way back. Um, he's not going to forget the fact that he had a really bad game here, and Eichel looked like a star. I expect him to come back in Toronto, full power, guns blazing, and to score at least two tomorrow. How about that? Two goals at Austin Matthews. It's happening. I like it. Yeah. Hey man, you know. Like, Keep me honest. On Monday, when we talk about these, this game, when we recap the games, ask me the same question. And if Austin Matthews scores two goals and Eichel gets shut down, I might have a different answer for you. 100%. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so you're guessing two goals out of Austin Matthews, and are you guessing that the Leafs also get their first win on a back-to-back? Yes. I, I think uh, you know this is not going to sit well with them. And it was out of character, not out of character, but it was fixable mistakes. It was not that Buffalo was just a better team. Yes, the Sabres did do a good job. And I know maybe I haven't given them enough credit. They did do a good job of of taking away the things they do well. But I think there's a lot of solvable things here. And I think with the way that they were playing earlier in the week and the way they played last week, um, this is a beatable team. And especially with Buffalo already having the two points in hand, I really, really like you know, a, a bounce back game prescribed. I think I think 4-1 is where my head is saying. Maybe 4-2, maybe Buffalo gets a late one. But I, I think the Maple Leafs come back and play very, very strong on Saturday night. I'm going to price is right you, and I'm going to go 5-1 tomorrow. I think you were right I agree again. with yeah, you. Yeah. It's going to be a nice bounce back game. And uh, let's let's go for the offense. Two goals at Austin Matthews. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Let's let's hope that he can get it done. But also, Alex Kerfoot going to be back uh, back into the action oh, after right. being suspended the last two games. So Kerfoot, so they'll have someone who's going to have some fresh legs. Both Kerfoot and Anderson are going to be nice and fresh tomorrow. So maybe that gives him a bit of a spark to to put Kerfoot back in the lineup as well. Yeah, good, great point, great point. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms. Receive a daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here on Monday. We'll be chatting about the Sabres game tomorrow. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.